It's time for the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Michael is a speaker, author of two best-selling books, and the president of three financial companies. He's also a frequent guest on national media outlets such as CNBC, Fox Business, and Bloomberg. His passion is to help you live well in retirement. This is the Wealth and Health Show. Well, welcome in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, and we're joined today by a special guest. I'm really excited for this show because uh, he's going to share with us a little bit of the dynamic of how culture and things have changed and how we can take advantage of that in relation to investment opportunity. Putnam Kling is his name. He's the president and co-founder of Everglade Capital. They really focus on life enhancement investments. And if you've never listened to us before, or if this is uh, maybe just the first few times you've heard the show, typically what you're going to hear in the Wealth and Health Show is different guests from all spectrums, really high-level performers to entrepreneurs to those who have mastered their craft, C-level executives, leaders in the coaching field, really as well as doctors and holistic professionals from around the world. And, you know, because at the end of the day, folks, I don't know how you feel about it, but if you are in a situation where you build a lot of wealth but you don't have your health, <laughs> you know, kind of what's the point? So we want to be in a situation where we're talking about balance in life and giving ideas and thoughts to you so you can really live well in any economy. At any point in time as we're discussing things or sharing things on the show, like normal, uh, we want to be in a situation where you feel free to share that information with us, reach out to us, send us a tweet, at Lean on the Wall is our Twitter handle, at Lean on the Wall, so reach out there. And if you're listening and you missed a, a, a segment or you want to listen to another show, whatever, feel free to visit LeanOnTheWall.com. You'll be able to click on the Wealth and Health Show, and that'll get you where you need to go. But Putnam, let's start with this. I want to welcome you to the show today, and thanks for joining us. Oh, it's great to be here, Mike. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. And I know uh, I've met Putnam a little while back, and it's interesting. We're actually involved in a small group together and really, really neat, just about enhancing life in general. And I was really struck by a lot of what you guys are doing down there at Everglade. And, and your focus, really, it's come to be an interesting thought for me, obviously, the idea of life enhancement and what that means. Why don't you tell our listeners a little bit about kind of your history and a little bit of why you decided to kind of venture this way? I know that you're kind of, again, co-founder, president of this Everglade Capital, which focuses on life enhancements. But why did you decide we really wanted to enter into that space and look into this space to help people? Well, Mike, that's a great question. You know, I founded the firm with my father and I. His name is Chris. And we're actually most passionate about this health and lifestyle space in our personal lives. Mm. So he's a double PhD in economics and has the background in the investment world of over 50 plus years. So he mentored me at a young age. So around the age of seven, I began learning about the markets. I began learning about trends. And then I would say when I was a teenager, that's when I began really analyzing companies and managing portfolios. And we really believe that health and lifestyle is the most attractive place to be invested for the next 20 years. Mm. Number one, because the demographics support it. And number two, we see a major shift going on in our culture in the U.S., in which we believe we're going into the age of health and lifestyle advancements. You know, it's interesting, uh, Putnam, you'd mentioned that. And, you know, one of the things that we see a lot of times is oh, just the other couple of weeks ago, we had a, a guest on the show and she was an expert in uh, kind of healthy living as far as eating, you know, the foods you're eating and that sort of thing. And and it's amazing every year we talked about in that show a little bit of how much, you know, as a country, as the world, really America, for a lot of places, we're spending on healthcare. Mm -hmm. you know, to be healthy, to stay healthy, to live healthy. It seems like a big part of the topic. So obviously, you know, I think it makes a lot of sense what you're saying here as far as why not invest in that? Why not be involved in that? And certainly, what would you say would be the biggest shift, uh, Putnam, for the generations to come to kind of say really have their focus? But, you know, let me ask it this way. The boomers right? The baby boomers, mm -hmm. we all know. 
uh, retiring to the tune of you know roughly ten thousand a day. It's a big number. It's going to continue to go for a long time. And they were in a situation where you know they worked a lot. You know their parents kind of a lot of them went through the depression and all those sorts of things. So the boomers were in a place where they actually had the opportunity to really start to enjoy their wealth. And you know maybe health was a big part of it, but it seems like a lot of them are are saying, okay, we've we've achieved wealth. And now we've kind of forgotten about the health, <laughs> so we need to get that back. But the generation coming behind them, their children, you know, they're in a situation where health and lifestyle seems to be even more important from the beginning than even what money does. I mean, have you seen that? What shifts have you seen in this space that's kind of caused you to say, this is something we really want to be looking at? Mike, that's, that's very well put. The fact is, is that you could say that we're coming out of the age of postmodernism and going into the age of authenticity. And you mentioned that the children of the baby boomers or Generation X or the millennials, hmm. really the age of authenticity means that if a company is not innovating to really give mm-hmm. them what they want, whether that's honest marketing, mm-hmm. healthy products, that company is not likely to survive long term. Mm-hmm. So that's a big part of what we do. But the major shift, you hit it right on the head, is the baby boomer demographic. Mm. These individuals control over 70% of all financial assets in the country. Mm-hmm. So in order to look at it from an investment standpoint, you want to know where that flow of money is going. Mm-hmm. Well, you said it as well earlier. People do not worry as much about their wealth when they don't have good health. Mm-hmm. And when you don't have good health, that becomes a top priority for your spending. Mm. So as far as a huge force of our population, 77 million people coming into retirement age, we want to know where that effective demand and where that flow of money is likely to go. And we believe that life enhancements, which is biotech life science, but also this big preventative side of it is a very attractive place to be invested. And we looked high and low, Mike, and we did not see anyone telling the same story. Mm -hmm. So really, I believe we are the pioneer and the trailblazer of this space because life enhancements is all about feeling better, looking younger and living longer because that becomes the main thrust of people's efforts when they come into that retirement age as well. Yeah. And you know, folks, when we talk about life enhancements, just to kind of give you a little bit of an idea here. And again, again, at any point in time, feel free to reach out to us, join the conversation, send us a tweet at lean on the wall. You know, if you've noticed these shifts and some of the things that you have thoughts in relation to that, you know, one of the things we see here, Patam, I see you guys have as far as life enhancements. What does that look like? Well, immuno oncology, Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, cell therapy, lifestyle, skin eye care, as you mentioned, organic foods, diagnostic, medical devices, diabetes, heart disease. So we're really kind of covering the spectrum here of a lot of different things. Can you do us a favor just for the folks that are out there? You know, you hear that term biotech and it sounds really cool. uh, But for those that are out there, just in layman's terms, real simply put, what essentially is the idea or the definition of biotech? What does that mean? What are you kind of looking at when you're looking at that in particular? So biotech is basically taking a look at the way our bodies operate, so the natural systems of operation within our bodies. Then they can take that system and tailor fit a treatment or a medicine around that. So I like to really simply put, it's getting the smartest minds together, doctors, patients, scientists, and thinking of ways that we can really enhance our quality of life. Mm. Biotechnology has indications in the medical field, as well as agriculture. And simply put, it's using the natural system and organisms to really improve the way we treat things. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's interesting, folks. All you have to do, <laughs> all you have to do is watch TV. And there's a new, it seems like Putnam, there's a new infomercial all the time, right? Talking about, hey, try this pill or try this med or try this, whatever. I mean, you just see that over and over and over again, right? Exactly. And, and it's something where, you know, unfortunately, folks, a lot of times people are spending money on things that may or may not necessarily be where you want to go. And so, you know, what we wanted to talk about here is the idea of how can you participate in and take advantage of 
you know, this movement? Because I think the shift, regardless of whether we want it to happen or not, you know, I love the saying and the idea that we've probably all heard before, but it's the idea, Putnam, that a rising tide, right, will lift all boats. Mm -hmm. And we know that, you know, markets are up, markets are down and all that. But at the end of the day, you know, there's always opportunity. I love uh, Zig Ziglar. You know, he's always used to talk about the idea that, you know, it seems to him that a couple of things occurred. Number one, the national media has accurately predicted about 28 of the last three recessions, right? <laughs> so I that's, like that. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, you know, fear, fear, fear. I mean, you turn on the TV and all you hear about is fear and worry and whatever. Now, I'm not suggesting that the market's going to go up forever. I do believe you know, that they correct from time to time. In fact, we know they do. We know historically they do when you look at the Dow. And obviously, folks, if you're listening to this and you're not familiar with our story, I have three different financial companies and we essentially are in a place where we're able to manage wealth for higher net worth clients. And one of the advantages for me in connecting with folks like Putnam is taking a look at, hey, let's take a look at their strategy and see how this may blend well with some of the things that we're already doing to help clients win in their investment portfolio. But that quote that I mentioned about Zig is one that I love. And the other thing is he mentioned, which I think is really, really good. And I think it's a great way to look at life is, you know, it doesn't matter if the markets are strong. The markets could be strong and, and business could be booming, but you can go anywhere in the world in those times when the markets are strong, Putnam, and, and you can still find companies that are going bankrupt. Exactly. And you can also, on the flip side, find markets that are negative and going down and, and the economy is no good and housing prices are dropping or whatever, but yet there's opportunity, mm -hmm. right? So you have to be looking at it from the correct lens. And I think that's where you guys are stepping back and saying, okay, that's one of the things that I was encouraged about your situation is you're saying, you know what? We know that we can't be the master of everything, but what we can do is focus on one specific thing and become the expert and be the expert of it. And that's what you've really taken the lead on over these last several years and, and even years prior in, in research. Tell me this, when you take a look at this space, what do you think will be one or two of the major changes that you expect in this biotech uh, space? It seems like this space moves faster and faster and faster all the time. What are you seeing there? Technology really expands exponentially, Mike. Hmm. And if you were to ask me one particular space that I'm most enthused about, it would be immunotherapy, really harnessing the power of the body's immune system to detect and fight diseases. So take cancer, for instance, in immuno-oncology. Mm -hmm. The T cell or the white blood cell, which is can actually be removed from the body now, pre-programmed to go in and actually recognize this cancer cell, which has become camouflaged mm. within the body. And if you can empower that immune system to recognize that cancer cell and kill it, then perhaps we will eventually be able to do away with all sorts of chemotherapy, which in many times is far more toxic than the disease itself. You'll often hear of cancer patients who forego chemotherapy simply because their quality of life is so much lower on that chemotherapy regimen. Mm -hmm. Well, I was recently at an MD Anderson breakfast and Ernie Hawk, their head of prevention, and I have had an ongoing conversation and they're actually really rebranding their hospital and they're really their driving force towards this immunotherapy space. And a gentleman stood up who had stage four melanoma and the gentleman just had open brain surgery. They had cracked his head open and operated on his brain and he went on an immunotherapy drug and literally his cancer is in remission. He said he hasn't felt this high quality of life in 10 years. And for me to hear stories like that is what drives my passion to get behind these companies that are creating these really innovative drugs that are going to help millions of people worldwide. Mm -hmm. Absolutely right. And, and folks, again, at any point in time, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to reach out to us at Lean on the Wall is our Twitter handle. 
If you missed the uh, first part of the show, you're not going to want to miss that. Go ahead and visit leanonthewall.com and click on the Wealth and Health Show. Or if you have any questions about us or you want to find out how you can connect and be a part of this uh, life enhancement space, feel free to visit us, leanonthewall.com, and we can direct you in the right parameters. But next segment, we're going to come back. We're going to talk about two keys to winning in the life enhancement space. It's going to be something you're not going to want to miss if you're looking for opportunities where you can be focused and kind of to some degree non-correlated with certain markets as time moves along. So hang around. We'll be right back right after this. With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com and see if you qualify for a Living Well Retirement Review. Call toll-free 866-943-2351-866-943-2351. This is the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. And again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, and we're joined today by the president and co-founder of Everglade Capital, Putnam Kling. Really a remarkable guy, just a tremendous story and, and laser focused in what they do, focusing really on the life enhancement space, life enhancement investments, and really bringing strategies to the table. By the way, folks, that's really one of the reasons that we connected. You know, our job is to realize that you know, we can't do everything in the investment world at all times. So we want to be looking for industry experts that have opportunities for even our clients to participate in that they can invest in and participate in, be focused in and really do well. And that's where Putnam's kind of come to the table here. And Putnam, we've been talking a little bit about the idea of life enhancements and what that means and why we see the demand and the growth moving forward in this country and quite honestly in the world. Mm -hmm. What are a couple keys that you would say are necessary to really winning in the life enhancement space? Well, that's a great question. Let's make it personal. I would think number one, relationships and family and people's lives are paramount. Knowing that you're having strong, loving relationships within your family bond, within your circle and friends is really ultimately number one. And number two is health and longevity. Really making health a top priority in your life for yourself and for your family. I think those are two keys ultimately for a healthy and fulfilled life, or at least on the path to do that. But bringing it back to an investment philosophy, which is not that far off from what we just mentioned, mm. you want to find an advisor who has unwavering conviction mm. in that space, who's going to know the companies, who's going to know when to hold them, when to buy them, when to sell them, which in many cases is rare. Mm -hmm. And you also want to have a very long-term outlook, especially when looking within the life enhancement space, because I think we all see the writing on the wall. We see that money is starting to shift this way. We see our consciousness starting to shift this way. You may have woken up this morning. I woke up at 6.30 and did a beach workout with a group of friends. And that's something that has now become regular in my lifestyle. And many of the listeners may also make that health and fitness a top priority. Mm -hmm. So it's really looking at this for a big picture of your life to be successful, life number one, and then make sure your investments align with that and you have the longevity and the long-term outlook. Yeah. And you know, folks, one of the things that he's mentioning, which I think is uh, valid and important to kind of repeat or go a little bit deeper into some degree is the idea of you've heard before the idea of investing in things that you would buy yourself, mm. investing in things that you would do yourself. You know, a lot of people, for example, invested in Apple 
right? Because they just love the product. They love the phone. They love the computers. They love what they've done. They've changed an industry in a lot of ways. You know, they went from a basement company to, a, you know, a huge brand. And so a lot of people got involved in that movement, not just by buying the phone, but by investing and profiting from what was happening because they believed in what happened. And, and I think that's Putnam, what you're saying is, you know, we're in, a, we're in a transition in this country as a culture to really focus more and more and more, you know, to see the P90Xs of the world and all these other things. Yep. I mean, they're everywhere, right? They are. And uh, plyometrics, by the way, tough workout. I've done that before. That's a tough one. Uh, really good one, but tough one. But, you know, so kind of what he's suggesting here, and that's why I like is for a piece of the pie, I think it's important to be looking, folks, at things that why not invest in things that you're passionate about yourself? And I know we talked a little bit off air here, and I wanted to kind of touch on these, Putnam, the idea of Really, what does that mean? What What are some of the spaces and some of the things that kind of make up even a lot of what you're doing, like organic foods, millennials, treatments, first preventions, all these different things, which helps you analyze what you're going to buy and why. So let's kind of tackle this, if we can, one by one, maybe organic foods. Obviously, that's become a huge uh, thrust in our culture today. You know, people wanting to buy organic, buy organic, buy organic, whether it's always right or always wrong. The jury's still out on that, mm -hmm. so to speak. But at the end of the day, we know a lot of people are doing it, right? Exactly. So what are some things that you look at when you, when you talk about organic foods and why is that important? Well, let's look at this from a big picture. Let's call it natural and organic food options. Mm. So organic foods we know has been a very successful marketing campaign. And we can be honest with ourselves. We can say, okay, this is an area that marketers have seen to capitalize on. But ultimately, I believe that the core of this, the farmers who are behind this big organic push are really passionate about getting GMO-free foods, mm -hmm. about getting foods that are lower in pesticides, that are using natural options. So when it comes down to you making that decision at the supermarket, I, for one, am a big proponent of natural and organic foods. Now, there are some foods that you may be willing to buy that aren't organic. You can actually find this information online. So that way, it's not just you blindly going in and saying, well, I'm going to pay an extra 50% for the organic brand. No, but from an investment standpoint, how we look at it is we see this major shift in people's spending habits. I mean, the organic mm -hmm. food industry currently makes up 4 to 5% of the nationwide food market. I believe that number could go to 10 to 15% in the coming years because you see spending habits really shifting towards this space. If you go to Publix and you find that people are really staying out of those middle aisles, mm -hmm. they're going around the outside, they're buying the proteins, they're buying the vegetables, they're cutting out the processed sugar mm -hmm. and the carbohydrates. And that's a big part of life enhancements. We see this organic food trend as really being long-term. Price points are coming down. You saw that Walmart made an acquisition of wild oats. So we know that organic food prices are going to come down. <laughs> yeah. Finally. Yeah. Finally. So you don't have to go and, and spend your entire paycheck on your groceries, but there will yeah. be options in which people can feed their children, feed their families, and really feel better about the foods that they're eating. And it's really supply and demand. And obviously the demand has continued to increase. And obviously we know what that does with pricing. It's amazing to me. And that was one of the things that I was unaware of. So that's a great point there. Four to 5% of the nation's Tell me that again. Four to five percent of the nation's food sales are currently organic. Yeah. So think about that, folks. Of 100% of all the food that's sold, if I'm hearing you correctly, Putnam, 100% of the food that's sold in America, only four to five percent of that food is organic. And, and you know what's interesting is, I don't know how, I'm sure you do, and I know a lot of you probably listening to this feel this way. It almost feels like everywhere you turn, any store you go into, you know, I mean, there's advertisements now about McDonald's and, and why the food they serve and whatever, and you can get off onto that tangent. And by the way, McDonald's never said they were healthy. <laughs> they never claimed that. <laughs> no, but it's not we're not we're not bickering about that. But the point is, is you hear about organic stuff all over the place, but yet the numbers are only four to five percent of the market. 
which allows you to think, I've always been a believer of this, you know, in times of war, like a lot of times what people would do is they'd go in in the air first and then they'd go in on the ground. And it's almost like marketing to some degree. When you look at a lot of companies, you know, I remember Steve Jobs talked about in the early 2000s, we're going to double down on the marketing, right? doesn't matter how good your product is. If it's not marketed and people don't know what it is, it's not going to be sold. So doubling down on the marketing is huge. And so what we've seen, folks, is we've seen a put in, a put in, a put in, kind of like a little bit of a tidal wave, per se, of marketing for the organic space. But we haven't yet seen the string tear apart or rip apart or whatever you want to call as far as the volume of product being purchased. Mm -hmm. Right. So now what I see is we've seen marketing and marketing and marketing, which creates a shift in mindset of why, yeah, it is important to eat healthy. But yet only four or five percent of the market is eating organic, so to speak. But that's continuing to change. And I believe when it changes, kind of like you're thinking, it's probably going to be landslide proportions. Would you agree with that? It is. We're starting to see the ramp up now. I mean, this year they're expected to purchase, well, we are expected to purchase 40 billion in organic foods. Mm. Now, when I say natural foods as well, remember, it doesn't necessarily have to be strictly organic. Mm -hmm. We happen to own a company for ourselves and for our clients, which has 48 diversified brands. They've really gone in and done a roll up in the industry and purchased everything from baby food to snack products to protein products and poultry to organic coconut oil. Really, these companies that are doing the roll up there because they see the promise, they see the writing on the wall, they see the shift within spending in supermarkets with the millennials as well, mm -hmm. that this is a tidal wave mm -hmm. going towards this. And organic foods is really here to stay. Yeah. And we're going to start seeing your more traditional supermarkets really give more shelf space to these products. Yeah. And you know, folks, that's one of the reasons that we wanted to cover this as an opportunity, not only that we're, you know, in the process of helping folks that we connect with, but also make you aware of, you know, who these guys are, Everglade Capital, because at the end of the day, you know, the old saying is, if you're looking for an excuse, anyone will do. And, <laughs> you know, I love what Buffett says. He talks about the idea, Putnam, of, you know, be fearful when people are greedy and be greedy when people are fearful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, people are in a stage where, you know, maybe they're feeling like organic and healthy and this is a fad, but there's become so much movement in the market that it's really become more of a staple in what we're doing. And I think that's what we're going to see. Let's talk a little bit about millennials and what that looks like, because, you know, we know that obviously as generations change, ideas change and thoughts change and, you know, all that stuff. What would you say is a couple key points that, that you take into consideration when you look at millennials? From an investment standpoint, you have to look at their consumption choices. Now, the fact is many of their parents still control the checkbook, but we have those individuals who are in their early 30s, late 20s, and these individuals are really now emerging as the consumers in our country. So you want to see the, the products that they're likely to go after. And you mentioned a fast food company mm. or sodas. We avoid those altogether. We just simply don't see the growth in that space. Mm -hmm. We really are becoming a feel better, look younger, and live longer culture. Now, that's not to say there's not a huge problem with obesity and diabetes, and we mm -hmm. can touch on that later. Mm -hmm. But really, the major shift right now is happening is towards authenticity. Mm -hmm. As a company, your marketing strategy has to be simple. It has to be authentic mm -hmm. and it has to be easily accessed, whether that's through online, through social networking. So when you look at our investment strategy, there's all sorts of complexities and we have to look at every single one of these factors in order to make a decision. Like I mentioned, if there's a hundred companies on our watch list, we have to date those companies for a long time before we'll consider marrying them mm -hmm. and putting them into the portfolio. Mm -hmm. So the millennials is a force that we have to look at and say, okay, if we want to invest our clients in the best position long term, 
what is the next major shift after the baby boomers? Mm-hmm. And it would have to be the millennials. They are going to be a force to be reckoned with. And we honestly demand complete authenticity in our marketing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that's, I think that's a great point. And again, folks, at any point in time, if you want to join the conversation, feel free to send us a tweet out to at lean on the wall and at lean on the wall. If you missed the first part of the segment, visit leanonthewall.com. Or if you have more questions about how to be a part of this life enhancement process or invest in it or, you know, really uh, be rewarded from it as, as time moves along, visit leanonthewall.com and uh, contact us and we'll set you up how to make that happen. But, you know, I, I think one of the things that we've seen also is the idea of, you know, you mentioned earlier, Putnam, the idea of treatment versus prevention. And, you know, I know a lot of times before people would just go to the doctors, people would go to the doctors and they'd be in a place where the doc would just say, you know, take this, take that, take this. And they just go with it. But now I think people's eyes are opening up a little bit more to actually what they take and why and how it affects the body and all these sorts of things. What are you seeing there in that space in general? And and what kind of caused you to kind of lean towards one particular company or another as you make those evaluations? That's a great question. I think we need to look at it from the big picture. As Americans, we live in a reactive culture, Hmm. meaning that we tend to take action once the doctor has given us the bad news. Now, the shift that I see coming is that we're going towards this preventative side. So take a pie chart and put treatment up on one side and prevention down on the other side. I truly believe that those of us that want to feel better, look younger, live longer are going to spend accordingly in order to do that. So right now, the majority of the investment opportunity, Mike, is probably in this treatment side Mm. with an aging population, like you mentioned, the baby boomers coming into retirement at a pace of 11,000 a day. Mm -hmm. These are a group of individuals that are going to need to spend more money on healthcare. Mm -hmm. They're likely to come down with illnesses, but they're also likely to spend money on preventative measures. However, this health consciousness shift that we see means that prevention, meaning that you know, you want to look younger, skin care, eye care, you want to feel better, athletic, apparel, organic foods, you want to live that preventative lifestyle that will hopefully push off that doctor yeah. until a much later date. Yeah. But if you look at it that way, that's a great way to look at it from a cultural standpoint. You mm-hmm. have those that are that are going to wait until the doctor gives the bad news and you have those that are going to come in and say, no, I'm going to postpone that. I'm going to live a healthy lifestyle. So that prevention side we find to be incredibly attractive for a long-term investment. Well, folks, next segment, we're going to talk about some interesting thoughts, ideas, and really new ways that in the life enhancement space, you can continue to make money and some leading indicators to help us understand what to invest in and why. You're not going to want to miss it. Hang around. We'll be right back right after this. You're listening to The Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Hey folks, it's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time.
This is the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Well, welcome back in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. Again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, and we're joined with Putnam Kling. He is the president and co-founder of Everglade Capital, and their focus is really life enhancement investments. I was really excited to have Putnam on the show today uh, because he's really have years and years of expertise in this space, and it's the idea of how our culture is changing, how our outlook is changing, how our uh, focus is changing, and everything that we do. We want to capitalize on that and participate in that as far as winning when it comes to making monies on these things as well. Because obviously, as we grow our wealth, that helps us hopefully be able to enjoy our our health a little bit more and vice versa. So we want to capitalize on both. And this is something that we have been in the process, folks, of really implementing with uh, clientele as we look and kind of try and find the right fit, specific fits for different pieces. Obviously, you may not necessarily be in a place where you'd want to invest 100% of your monies in this particular space. But as far as a slice, a piece, a sliver... Uh, sleeve, whatever you want to call it. I think this is certainly a space that you want to be looking at. And I wanted to reach out and I was able to connect with uh, Putnam as they've really become the experts and leading in a lot of ways in territory and spaces in this field that just no one has really gone before. Mm -hmm. So I thought it was kind of neat to have them in. We've been talking about the idea of really what in life enhancements is, what does that look like? Next segment, you're not going to want to miss it. We're going to talk about great companies that you can actually invest in now to profit from. But I want to talk a little bit more about some of the things that kind of drives your thought process, investment process, as you just look at culture and trends to help you guys really decide, Putnam, what you do. And I know you mentioned the idea of athleisure, natural therapies, and some other things. And a lot of people, they may say, yeah, maybe you know what athleisure is. Maybe I do. But a lot of people, what does that actually mean? You know, is it uh, athletes that are leisure or, <laughs> you know, what, what is that? Lazy actually athletes. Like? Lazy. A- yeah, yeah. We're not talking about lazy athletes, folks. We're not talking about those that have retired and they're sitting on the couch now. And, you know, you can invest in their jersey because they <laughs> now tell us, tell us a little bit. Of what does that actually mean? What does it look like for folks to participate in? Athleisure is a major shift in fashion trend that is taking place right now across our country. And there's a number of companies and industries trying to capitalize on that. Basically, the idea is this. You've seen the yoga pants become a Mm -hmm. cultural phenomenon. Really, you wearing your athletic apparel to the gym, but then also to lunch. And I sold my yoga pants, by the way. Did you? Yeah, I don't wear them anymore. Good move. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I was not getting a lot of constructive criticism. So I said, uh, uh, you know, I'm just going to get rid of those. You made a wise decision. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) But your wife, for instance, or my girlfriend, for instance, is a huge, huge market. So it's not just wearing it to the gym, but they wear it to lunch. Right. And we'll wear it to dinner or we'll wear it out to the movies in the evening because the fact is, is that you feel good when you're wearing it. You feel active. And the technology of fabrics these days means that they're wicking, meaning they don't absorb moisture, Mm -hmm. they won't smell from sweat, and it's really become this major trend in a fashion-forward area. So when you talk about life enhancements being different than just a biotech or a life science or preventative investment strategy, it really is looking at every single area where we see it's likely to grow. Mm -hmm. And so athleisure would be one of those trends that really differentiates us from any other investment shop because this is what... We're looking at broad scale life enhancements. So I feel that athleisure is a perfect example of how we're different than any other idea out there as well. You know, I think Peter Lynch was one of the first investment minds to speak about investing where you make your purchases. Mm -hmm. And I think that actually makes a lot of sense because if you're shifting your spending habits towards this area, then I guarantee you others are doing the same Mm -hmm. thing. So why not invest in those brands that you're most passionate about, that you're supporting and really get behind that? So if you're passionate about the health and lifestyle space in your personal life, or you want to be and you're making that shift, 
you should consider this area for investment because it really is aligned with your heartstrings and with your drive forward. Yeah. And again, the focus of this show, the Wealth and Health Show, folks, is to kind of help you ahead of the curve, be in the understanding and be in the know in relation to you know, Putnam's having a drink of our water at Wealth Financial Group here, and it says in the know on it, you know, and that's really what we want to do is we want to help the folks that we're connecting with be in the know. We want we want to help you be ahead of the curve. And, you know, it's almost the idea of uh, crowd investing. You know, people are in a place where, you know, you've heard of crowdfunding. We're not talking about that. That's where you're online, you're starting something up, whatever, you got people to invest. But people are followers. Mm. I mean, they really are. You know, they're, they're, for lack of a better term, a lot of people are sheep. Now, people would not want to be classified as that. What do you mean I'm a sheep? What do you mean I follow? I, no, no, I'm, I'm my own person. I'm my own, you know, guy, I'm my own girl. But at the end of the day, all you have to do is flip on the TV and look around when you go into the mall and what it, look at people's hairstyles. Mm. You know, people are in a situation, whatever the new hairstyle is, all of a sudden you see, you know, 60% of the guys and 60% of the girls that have a certain hairstyle. Mm. Or, you know, it's cool to wear a shirt with a certain logo on it. Or, you know, it's cool to have a certain purse or it's, you know, that type of thing. So people definitely follow trends. And what we want to be looking at is what those trends are. And one of the reasons we brought uh, these guys in as an expert as far as a piece of the pie is because they're following trends in a particular industry, which just so happens to be life enhancements. And we want to make you aware of that. Now, we talked about the idea of natural therapies. And I know you have a story that you wanted to share, which I think is really compelling. So share with our listeners a little bit about what natural therapies is and what that actually looks like and your history there, Putnam. So a big part of our passion behind this life enhancement investment idea is really a personal story. It's us really looking at this space and saying, okay, this is where the quality of life is. This is where our loved ones are going to need the medical innovations, or these are where we're going to want to invest to prevent. So I had a, I have an aunt who had stage four breast cancer. And the doctors, she got multiple pains, basically told her that this is the time that she has left. Well, she wasn't accepting that. And she went on a raw food and wheatgrass diet. Mm. And that cancer went in complete remission. And she is 100% healthy today. So I am a big believer, not only in biotech and life science and the great innovations that are coming from the pharmaceutical space, I am a big believer in natural therapies. And I think as people, we should be more well-versed in what those opportunities look like and what that process looks like. So if we can be well-rounded and as a people demand these natural health therapies as well, I think our culture will ultimately benefit because this is where our heart is. My dad and I founded Everglade Capital and our firm based on this life enhancements because we want people to live a higher quality of life. Yeah, That's what we're most passionate about. And we're going to get behind those companies that are doing that. And people say, well, there's this and that about the pharmaceutical industry. We're concerned about the way they market, the way they sell their drugs. But I'm here to say that I believe we're going through a major shift in which natural therapies are going to come to the forefront because people like you and I and everyone listening are going to demand these products. Yeah. And folks, that's really what happens. I mean, you're seeing this more, you're seeing the interaction of social networking and the social impact of people kind of coming together. You know, we never had the opportunity, really, if you think about it this way, we've never had the opportunity at any point in time in history until now, most recent years, to really, as a group, you know, even with, as a group, I mean, being with people that you don't even know to make an impact. I mean, think about it. There was, uh, you know, different causes that people have been, have been involved with. And, you know, all of a sudden people start sharing their thoughts on Twitter or they start sharing their thoughts on Facebook or, you know, whatever it may be. And some companies have reversed their direction or changed their focus or done something differently because 
you know, there was a big outcry in relation to mm-hmm. it. And, you know, when you look at that, what that tells you is that as we demand it, companies will move to it. And I think that's kind of what you're speaking to is the idea of natural therapies. You're hearing more and more about the idea of being natural, being natural, being natural. And it does, it takes a little while for culture to adapt and adopt, you know, these new ideas and and new thoughts. But at the end of the day, you know, what we know for sure is it's going to happen. I mean, look at airplanes, folks. You know, it, it took a long time for culture to really adapt and adopt the idea that flight was a reality. Mm-hmm. But look at where we are today. I mean, there's, I don't know how many airports over the world in, in thousands and th- hundreds of thousands of probably flights daily. Yep. You know, and it's amazing. It's if flight has become just a normal part of our culture. You know, it used to be where probably 20, 30, 40 years ago, people thought, ah, you know, flying was only for the ultra wealthy and all that. But now it's really become more of just a mainstream. It's almost like taking the bus. Mm. You know, people that are in business will go get on a flight and go to, you know, here to there, go to Detroit, to, you know, Pittsburgh, to, you know, Florida, to wherever, and do it all in a day. Go have a couple meetings, come back home or do it in two days, whatever. And that never used to be possible. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of things, and that's what I think you're really talking about, is being aware of the things that we perceive to be possible because of where the social movement is moving things exactly. and where people want it to move to. And what we want to do is try and capitalize on that from an investment perspective as this shift takes place. Think about Very it. If you, if you looked at that from the perspective of your life, if you looked at that from the perspective of your investments... You know, I'm a big believer in the fact that a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. So that's where you're in a situation where as an investor, you have to make the decision, am I going to go at this on my own or am I going to look to have someone come alongside me and aid me in the process of guiding me and giving me the clarity necessary to help me get to where I want to go? And I think that's one of the things that I enjoy so much about learning continued about your space and what you guys do and your expertise as bringing it in as a sleeve because, you know, it's really something where people can have a sliver and not just this, not just life enhancements, maybe it's a variety of other things as well, but now you have that well-rounded but yet focused approach. You know, you're not just the, you're not just working and being in a place where you have somebody that's just kind of picking this company and picking that company and picking this company and kind of putting them all in a jar and shaking them around and hope everything works well together. (laughs) You know, you're in a situation where you have a real focused approach because you've decided that you realize the fact that cheap things are seldom good and good Mm. things are seldom cheap. And you realize that you're going to, you're going to get the right advice and get the right investment advice to help you get to where you want to go. And that's important folks, because if you're not in a place right now where you really feel like you have that well-rounded approach that's focused I'm going to encourage you to really not wait on that. You know, the old someday I'll, someday I'll get to town. Uh, If you wait till all the right lights are green, you're never going to get to town. Mm. So we need to make sure that we're taking action when action needs to be taken. And if you're in a situation where you're not sure that you're in that place, you need to be taking that action. I'm going to encourage you to learn more, whether it's connecting with us, whether it's adding life enhancements into your pie. I'm not suggesting that at all. What I am suggesting is learn more, due diligence, find answers, find folks that can help you with that. There's a lot of education on our website. I'm going to encourage you to go there. It's leanonthewall.com, and there's an education tab where you can learn a lot of things. If you've missed the first two segments of the show, visit leanonthewall.com, just like you're leaning on a wall, and click on the Wealth and Health Show, and you'll be able to uh, click on this show and listen to the first couple segments. You're not going to want to miss what we discussed. But coming up next segment, we're going to dive into great companies that 
Everglade is looking at right now that you can win from. So we're going to look at some great investment opportunities you can win from right now. Stay tuned. We're going to be back right after this. With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com and see if you qualify for a Living Well Retirement Review. Call toll-free 866-943-2351, 866-943-2351. This is the Wealth and Health Show with Michael Wall. Welcome back in, folks, to the Wealth and Health Show. Again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, and boy, we're having a great show today. We're talking with Putnam Kling. He is the president and co-founder of Everglade Capital. And uh, again, their focus is life enhancement investments, and we have uh, connected with them as far as participating as a sleeve of investments as we connect with clients. Most of the clients that come in and, and kind of connect with us, obviously, we're more boutique, higher net worth type thing. They're coming in, they're looking for our advice, and then our job is to not only help them with a variety of opportunities, but then seek out the market for industry experts in different space and different spaces. So. We've really connected and, and connected with Putnam Kling and Everglade Capital and found that what they're doing is really a niche in the market and really is uh, something that is not being done right now uh, in other spaces. And they're taking advantage of a lot of the opportunities that are out there in relation to that. So we've decided to kind of add them in. I wanted to share their story with you on the show because I think it's just important for you to know about uh, what's happening, what's out there, what are some opportunities you might want to be taking advantage of. And I know this segment, we wanted to talk a little bit about Putnam, the idea of some great companies that people can invest in now and really why. Because I think it's important when you take a look at your philosophy and their, your process. I know that we've talked through it, but for the listener to kind of help them understand a little bit, if they're looking at a company just in general and in that space in general, what are some things they should be looking at and why? Mm -hmm. So, Mike, that's a great question. Generally, we look at two types of companies. We look at companies that are the leader in their industry, which have the majority of market share in an industry that continues to be growing. So that just happens to be in life enhancements, health, medical, and that preventative side. But then we'll also look at emerging technologies. Hmm. And we'll look at companies that are creating products that will absolutely revolutionize the industry, and they have that potential to capture a large market share. So a great story is a company that we own called Acadia Pharmaceuticals. And this was a company that was in a phase three mm. for Parkinson's disease psychosis, which affects over a third of Parkinson's patients who come down with a terrible disease. And what we found is this drug that Acadia had developed had very few side effects and had great efficacy. It was really helping uh, that portion of the patient population. So you have to look at efficacy, how well that drug is doing. You have to make sure it's safe. Mm -hmm. But then we saw that there was a great opportunity for this drug because the current drugs that are prescribed are prescribed off-label as antipsychotics. Mm. So these are drugs that actually just completely zonk out the patient. So mm. there's low quality of life. The individuals cannot sleep for more than two to three hours of a time. They're very agitated and it causes great caregiver burden, which means these individuals need to go into assisted living homes sooner rather than spending quality time with their family. Mm. So this was heartbreaking to us and also became very personal. My dad, after getting two PhDs and teaching up in the Northeast, he felt called to go back to divinity school mm -hmm. at Yale. Mm -hmm. And when you're at Yale Divinity School, you have to spend time 
as a hospital chaplain. Hmm. So my dad was a hospital chaplain going around and just checking in on patients. And he saw Parkinson's disease and Alzheimer's disease psychosis firsthand. Patients would throw lamps across the room. Mm-hmm. They couldn't spend quality time because they were put on these drugs mm-hmm. at which they couldn't really operate. Couldn't they control couldn't, themselves. They couldn't function. Yeah. And then the other option was the drug and drool, yeah. which is absolutely heartbreaking to see your loved one in that situation. Right. So we saw this company. They had a stellar phase three result. So the mm-hmm. FDA generally asked a company to put a drug through three phases, which takes some amount of time to get through. We saw this phase three result, and this drug had tremendous efficacy. And so we looked at it and said, okay, this is going to meet a huge, huge portion of you know these individuals suffering from Parkinson's psychosis. But we ultimately became convicted from our research mm. as well as the qualitative side for what my dad had seen and seeing how it really enhanced the lives of these patients. Mm-hmm. So we took a position in this stock at a low price and needless to say, it's done extremely well for us. Mm. And so this is a way in which we can tie in both using our intellectual capacity, intellectual capital to research these companies, but also to invest with our hearts in an area that we know needs help. Yeah. So really what you're you're talking about, Putnam, is the idea of, again, investing in something that you would, quote unquote, own or take yourself. God forbid that you were diagnosed with one of those diseases and that type of thing. You know, this is something that because of the results given, it's something that you would want administered on yourself. And so because of that, you know, you're saying, thankfully, we don't have that disease at this stage in the game and and hopefully, Lord willing, won't in the future. But there's dramatic results. And so because of that, that caused you to say we're going to buy in with everything, the demand and the need in the market. Is that kind of what I'm hearing you say? Exactly. I'd want to know that my parent would have that option to have that quality of life, whether that be a neurological Mm. therapy Mm -hmm. like this Parkinson's disease psychosis drug Mm -hmm. or whether that be a cancer therapy which would keep them off of chemotherapy or be given alongside chemotherapy, but not so toxic that they couldn't enjoy going through that process of fighting cancer, meaning they couldn't be with their loved ones. They couldn't spend that quality time. Yeah. And you know, folks, I know a lot of you out there are in a situation where, uh, because obviously long-term care and the need for long-term care, uh, we've talked about real estate a little bit a couple shows ago and, and the advantage of that and investing in that. And this is kind of another spin on it, but you know, We've all probably had a lot of experience. I know I have, Putnam. You know, I've been in a situation where my my grandmother, actually both my grandmothers, one of my grandmothers had dementia, turned to Alzheimer's. The other, my grandfather needed a little bit of care. And then my other grandmother, she didn't have that, but she was in a wreck and was in a you know, home for a little while. And thankfully, she recovered. But, you know, as you look at this, folks, we've all seen that happen. And because our demographics as a generation are such that, you know, as we continue to age, we're living longer, but the quality of life... Sometimes it's okay, sometimes it's not. That's improving as time moves along. But boy, the need for some of these things is becoming more and more evident and more and more needed, I guess, if you will, as time moves along. So that's Acadia Pharmaceuticals, one of the companies you're looking at and one of the companies you guys own, position you've taken a stake in. What are some other winners that you're seeing out there that you really like? So a larger company that's also focused on biotechnology would be Celgene. Mm. This is a company with an absolutely amazing pipeline. They have one key drug, Revlimid, which helps treat blood cancers. Mm. Now, this is the primary force of revenue generation for this company. But when you look at the products and development and where they're really investing their earnings and their resources, it is amazing to see how this company is going to be tackling cancer, Mm. autoimmune disorders, all sorts of different fields in the future. And this is a company that's generating billions in revenue. Mm -hmm. So unlike Acadia, which is a pre-revenue company, we're going to own Celgene 
alongside Acadia in our portfolio. And this is a company that has robust earnings growth, mm-hmm. growing north of 30% year over year for the last few years. So it's been an absolutely amazing growth story. But we believe in it long term because of their efforts to replenish that pipeline. And I think, folks, when you're looking at that, you know, anytime you look at an investment, whether it's uh, these companies in particular or anything else you do, obviously the first thing you need to make sure of is, you know, regardless of what you buy, what we're not advocating here is that you run out and buy these companies. What we are advocating is that you have a professional opinion and look at your situation to make sure it is the right sense. But I think one of the one of the things that matters that you're kind of alluding to here without saying it, which I think is really an important point, Putnam, is, you know, you're investing in companies like this one that you mentioned, billions in revenue, they're making money. Well, what that does is, you know, you're really in a situation, folks, when you go out and invest something, you can invest in a startup where you hope it works out and you hope it's going to win and you hope it's going to have major growth because you've researched the industry. Or you can invest in a company that already has market share, already has exposure, already has distribution and already is making money. Well, when you do that, now you're in a situation where you are actually diversifying and reducing to some degree your risk because they already have that market share. They're not trying to earn the market share and they're already making money as opposed to just a startup type thing. You know, we talked Putnam about that a little while ago when we go and we invest in uh, different types of healthcare and real estate in particular and other, you know, whether it be shopping centers or that type of thing. We're not looking for places where we're going to look for a piece of ground and try and build something and hope it all works out. Not that you can't make money and do that. What we're looking at is we're looking at places that are cash flowing right now. So that way we can step in. It's turnkey. The person wants to walk away. You buy it, done, and it's creating that cash flow. And I think that's what you're saying here with some of these companies is you're really diversifying away some of the risk. Not that there's not volatility, not that there's not up and down because it is a longer term play in that space. But you're saying, you know what? These companies are generating revenue. So because of that, they have a strong market footprint and continued footprint to grow as time moves along, which gives some diversification. Exactly. It's essential to put those large, well-established companies that are generating significant revenue alongside those pre-revenue companies in your portfolio because you don't just want to own one or the other. You want the growth exposure and the big upside potential of the mid-cap companies that are pre-revenue and you want that large cap exposure that's going to give you that stable foundation of that cash flow. Mm. And it allows those companies, honestly, to replenish their pipelines, which Mm. is the most important thing we see right now in the pharmaceutical industry. You have these large behemoths, these big pharma companies that have dwindling pipelines. Hmm. So you're seeing major merger and acquisition activity across the board right now in the healthcare space. Well, it's because they're flush with cash, they have dwindling pipelines and genericization of lead pipeline products, they're making acquisitions. And so there's all sorts of economic dynamics that are happening there, but that's very well put, Mike. We just have a few minutes left here, Putnam, and it's been a great show so far. Again, folks, if you've missed the first couple segments, we talked about really what life enhancements is, why it's important to you, You're going to live in it. I mean, let's be honest, folks. You're going to live in it. You're going to participate in it. You're going to spend money on it in your future. So if you want to kind of discount your purchase power or purchase pricing, I guess, so to speak, to some degree by making money on the product, if you will, I know it's kind of an interesting way to look at it. What's not going to happen, just to make sure full disclosure, you're not going to go buy a shirt and somebody's going to send you a refund in the mail. (laughs) (laughs) What we're talking about here is, you know, if you like a particular product and you're going to participate in it anyways financially, meaning you're going to put your money there, you're going to invest there, you're going to buy there, you might as well uh, you know, invest there itself and, and make money in the process. So if you missed those first couple segments to understand life enhancements and really what it is, visit leanonthewall.com and click on the Wealth and Health Show. That'll give you the opportunity to listen to those first couple segments or quite honestly, any other segments. You know, you've had leaders and training and executives 
for uh, some large institutions like Kohler, the Kohler Company in Wisconsin we've had on. We've had Dr. Tom Mullins and his son. They're the leader of the ninth largest church in America, really, and just a great, great story of how they've transitioned well and, and all that. So we're talking about a lot of different things here, not just from the wealth, but also the health side of life. Putnam, it's been great having you on the show. Thanks for joining us and sharing your thoughts. Mike, I had a blast. It was such a great time. Good, good. And folks out there, if you're in a situation, again, you're listening to this, maybe you just joined us towards the end here, you say, what are they talking about? Go ahead and feel free to visit leanonthewall.com. Click on the Wealth and Health Show, and you'll be able to listen to the previous show. If you have any questions or you want to learn how to connect with these guys, info at leanonthewall.com, and we can guide you along the way. But until then, until next week, you're not going to want to miss the show next week. It's going to be a stellar show, some really, really insightful things that you're not going to want to miss in your daily life to help you live better, live well in any economy. Until then, have a great one. Talk to you soon. Information provided during the Wealth and Health Show is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Hey folks, it's Michael Wall here. Just wanted to share a quick thought on how you can make a huge impact on someone else's life. As an active member of Christ's Fellowship, I've had the opportunity to interact with a variety of top-notch charities. And it can be challenging sometimes to know where to get involved, either with your time, financially, or both, and then to be sure that your gifts and donations are really making a change. So I wanted to share with you an organization that has recently been ranked number one by Charity Navigator and is dramatically improving the lives of young people, Place of Hope. Place of Hope has been doing just what its name says, giving hope to young people since the mid-90s. I want to encourage you to visit placeofhope.com. Again, that's placeofhope.com to learn more and to see how you can help the cause of improving our nation one child at a time. With the volatility in the markets, it can be scary to know the right solutions for managing and protecting your family's wealth. That's why Michael and his team at Wall Financial Group work exclusively with higher net worth clients to engineer portfolios that minimize risk and maximize potential. For more information, visit leanonthewall.com and see if you qualify for a Living Well Retirement Review. Call toll-free 866-943-2351, 866-943-2351.